Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishing and Mattress Gallery, Global Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. It is Sunday, November 19th, and you guys just couldn't wait to get in the studio to talk about what you saw in Tenino over the last few days. And Tumwater. And also Tumwater. But mostly Tenino. But mostly Tenino. Um, first up, on Dang Alaska cool. and Kalama. Was a football game that occurred. It happened. It was 100%. a fun football game. Oh, we're going deep. We're going whoa, hard. Whoa. <laughs> Hot takes out of the gate. I, I understand there was some some preliminary uh, bickering online, perhaps, about this game. Some takes were shared. Some thoughts were uh, explicitly you know, explained. And wildly enough, then people said, oh, we'll settle it on the football field. And then it was settled on the football field. And uh, did it live up to the hype? Yeah. A lot of points in this one. Yeah, uh, uh, Dylan has no comment. Dylan it, had it to. Was, there wasn't a lot of points. Dylan had early, to. But yeah, Dylan had to write out the scoring summary, so he's not thrilled. That, with. that took a, that took a little bit. <laughs> uh, the final score: Onalaska sixty, number four. Onalaska sixty, number five. Kalama forty. Sadly, the over under was set at one hundred one point five. So damn it, <laughs> we just uh, needed another safety. <laughs> Kalama led twelve nothing. And then 20 to 14 at halftime. Onalaska won the third quarter by the score of 32 to 6. It's a lot of points in the third quarter. Yeah. And that it was, was, it was 32 unanswered as well. Kalama came out and got six out of the break. Right. First drive. And Ani scored 32 points in about five and a half minutes of game time. Just so they were throwing it all over the yard then, is what you're telling me? They did not throw a pass. Not a single pass. I love seeing that in the box score. Just, you know what? Passing, none. Zero, Receiving, zero, also zero. none. Just be true to yourself, man. Um, Cade Mazingo on Alaska. Qu- quarterback, in quotes, I think is safe to say. He's the guy that doesn't have... He does the handing off instead of getting the handoff. Somebody's got to take the snap. Yeah. He didn't do a ton of that. Uh, he ran for 447 yards on how many carries? 30? A lot. 30-ish? The 447 was a school record. Uh, he beat the old record. Ashton Haight had the old record. He beat it by about 100, ballpark yes, 100. Yes. Pretty good. Um, and five touchdowns. It's pretty good. Rodrigo Rodriguez added a hundred, a mere 154 yards and three touchdowns. By the end, they were just scoring at will. This was old on a lot. Like, we, it's been like a year and a half since you've seen like old school on Alaska football. And two years ago, right, they like kind of hit hit the limit with the in the semifinals. But that was old school Kalama football. There was just they were by the end of the game, they were like Mazingo was hitting the line of scrimmage and the line had moved up a good two or three yards by the time he hit it because the 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 offensive linemen were just in the line the second level pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one comment of the week from this game from Maz, but you have more from oh, Maz, have, correct? Yeah. I, I, I want to hear the whole thing. You want to hear the, the whole the thing? thing <laughs> leading up to this, I will read it if you want. I'll pull it up on Slack because you shared it on Slack. Because, I don't think, I don't think I have that much breath in me. Uh, the, give me, give me a quick summary of the lead up to the game. So the lead up to the game was that on Alaska. So Kalama beat on Alaska in 
the regular season. They went 3-0, and and that was all it took to, lead, to win the South Division because you only need to play three games in the South Division, which is a whole other story. And when the seeds came out, the committee put on Alaska over Klamath. Not only did they put on Alaska over Klamath, they, but that was the split between who gets the first round by and who didn't. Mm-hmm. So Kalama played a first round bot first round game against Friday Harbor. And yeah, and like I put in my column, like no slight to Friday Harbor, but everybody knew how this was going to go. You did go. write a nice column about this. Thank yes. you. Oh, you read it. I did. Yeah. Oh. Um, but that was just setting this up. And Maz had a great quote that didn't even end up in the story. That was like, we would have been 100% being the five. Cause we would have just dominated Friday Harbor and come into this game. The same. His quote was, you could have made us the six and claim of the three. And we would have found a way to find them anyway. <laughs> like uh, they wanted this game really badly. And so after the game, you posted the full comment from Maz and there's a lot to Maz it. promised. Oh, and the, the other lead up before the game was that obviously Maz was very professional because he, ve- Maz, says a lot but he's very good about what he says and he's very he thinks he's about a, what he's he says. a thoughtful fella um and like a lot of, there is kind of this perception of him as a gun like a gunslinger quote of whatever like saying whatever's on his I, mind I've with seen no their filter lines, i would say he's the opposite of a gun <laughs> okay but like play calling goes. <laughs> as not having a filter or whatever and he really does like focus on the game going forward and keeps it lit under it and he also told me if we win i'm gonna have some things to say so <laughs> I talked to him with Dylan and then Dylan went off to talk to Caden Mazingo who, you know, broke the school rushing record. And I just was like, yeah, you said you had some things to say. And he, he said, <clears throat> let him cook quote from mass. I think the committee, the WIA to be committee is a group of guys that are pretty selfless. I really do. I think those guys that take, those are guys that take time away from their families to be part of a committee. And I don't think that there is any collusion or any of that stuff that's been insinuated by some people. I think those guys care about football in the state of Washington. I think they want to protect the game of football. I know every person on that committee, and I think every coach should know them, and I think we should have ambassadors for the game of football. I think those are our ambassadors around the state. So far, here's game one. It's turned out okay. We'll see how tomorrow turns out. But those guys do a lot of work, and for them to have to take that heat, that's sad, man. That's sad. Those are guys that are ambassadors for the game of football. For guys to come after them, that's not good. We want to protect this game. I believe this. I know baseball is America's pastime, but I believe this is the greatest game in the world. I believe that every young kid should play this game, and it's the last bastion of manhood. And to attack people who are trying to do what's best for kids in the state of Washington, that's nuts to me. That is a quote from Kevin Costner, a man's in Saudi. <laughs> After on Alaska's win over Kalama Friday night in Tenino. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it was the, they got that seed because people thought they were the better team. And then they went out and proved that was what my column was about. They, yeah, they did exactly what you would expect the four seed to do against the five seed in a tournament. Yeah. Uh, the other great quote from Maz was because obviously and I, this was in the column. The most poetic thing ever was that Kaden Mazingo wears number four. So, Maz said something along the lines of, that's a pretty good number. Number four was out there running all over the place. We are, that's a good number. (laughs) Number four, running all over the place in Tonino. Yeah. um, Yeah, very good win for for the loggers. Um, And uh, real quick, I know we talked about just how quickly, or that 32-point swing in the third quarter. This is how quickly it kind of just shifted. So Kalama comes out, gets six out of the half, extends their lead to 26-14. Mazingo, 74-yard touchdown run. First play of Kalama's next drive, Case McGraw comes down with a pick. Very next play, Mazingo, another 70-plus. Or that that might have been his 53-yarder, which yeah, where he I don't know how over he, a guy. he said his O-lineman like kind of picked him up as he was falling. And it was one where I looked down and started writing down where he got tackled, and I looked up and he was somehow still running. Anyways, that got 
That gave them the lead. Next play, Sam Pancook comes away with an interception, and then four plays later, later Rodrigo Rodriguez breaks like a 35-yarder. Mm-hmm. So that's what, seven plays? All of a sudden, you go from down 12 to up 12, and that was really... That, was that really felt like it. It just, the tone of, in the entire stadium just shifted over. And at that point, they knew that they were going to do whatever they wanted. And they did. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. What did, uh, what did Mazinga have to say afterwards? Just all the credit to his O line. And um, mm-hmm. just, he kind of just talked about how they have so much. I mean, throughout the course of the season, it's mostly been him and Rodrigo getting the bulk of the yardage and the touchdowns. But, you know, they got Nick Rushed in plays Underhill. He just kind of was quick to credit his O-line while also saying when you have this much talent in the backfield, it gives defenses a lot to worry about. Things we already knew, but it was nice yeah. to hear him say it as well. Well, and they really just cleaned up the little things for, for the most part, and that was something that I was just talk, talking to Maz for the for next week's preview, and he was like, as a football coach, it's kind of like being a teacher. You have to convince a bunch of 14 to 17-year-olds that they have to care about the little things all the time, and that's hard. But you look, I mean, on a, that first half, they got flagged. There was a... I've, didn't count, but I think there was a point where they got called on six straight plays where they took over possessions, either turnovers on downs or getting punts or getting kickoffs. They got they got called for unsportsmanlike on they got called for unsportsmanlike on like four straight kickoffs. Yeah. They could not block or or blocks in the back. They had a fake punt go wrong. They had uh, their backup who is Kaden Masingo. Their backup punter shanked a punt that set up. Like Klamath's first two touchdowns went on a total of 20 yards because their first one was a 20 yard field and their second one I think was also a 20 yard field. It was a fake punt and then a shake shanked punt. Yeah, um, just gave they it. just basically gifted two touchdowns and in the second half they cleaned that up and they played their best half of football and yeah it was impressive going forward. Okay, and with that win they get to play some pushover from just south of Chehalis. I understand. Yeah, uh, the wrong side of the freeway, I guess you uh, could say. <laughs> They will play Napa Vine. For some reason, if you if you're in on Alaska and you go five go on five oh eight, some people go past the freeway. No, that doesn't sound right. Uh they will play Napa Vine. Napa Vine on Saturday played something called Riverview. They looked at a river. 43-14. It was close early on, six nothing after just a quarter, and then it was thirty-six nothing at halftime. That's what on that's that's what Napa Vine does to you. Uh, Navvine starters gained 384 yards on 26 plays. Pretty good. And got pulled to drive into the third quarter. I didn't have Ashton Demers line on there. He went 10 for 12. All 10 of his passes went at least 10 yards. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, Napavine. Uh, are we <laughs> sure they're still the number good. one? This was the best I've seen Napavine play. Like, And Riverview, they're a state team. They're 100%. They deserve to be where they were at. And yeah, they just had absolutely nothing to do. The only thing that stopped Napa Vine was they got called for like seven penalties and Josh Fay wasn't thrilled about that. Mm. But geez, it was just complete dominance. Basically whenever, whenever Napa Vine wanted to, they got 15 yards pretty much. And the one thing that was really kind of missing from this team when they played them, we'll talk about the first time they played on Alaska was the out of that downfield passing game. And Ashton Demarest had, like it wasn't like there were a couple screen passes that turned into big gains, but he was going over the top and hitting people. I think he hit Colin Shields for like a forty-seven yard. Either Colin Shields or Kel Kelly, one of the two. They had just twenty-yard routes that were wide open. Uh, their run game did decent, and Riverview sold out to stop the run and couldn't. 
and then they would just dig into the go into the playbook and pull out a pass play and get 30 easy yards. Um, it was very comprehensive. The biggest drama was the fact that they were also hitting hard on defense, and a couple of review, your review kids got hurt, and the entire town of Riverview was yelling at, at Napavine for not kneeling, uh, which sparked some controversy. I did see a few comments about that online. <laughs> they weren't Shocker, respectful. Right? <laughs> they weren't respectful enough while they were winning forty-three to nothing. It wasn't even a there running clock. Game. They didn't play with. Yes, it was it a running clock? Yeah, they got, it was so, eventually. Okay. And, oh, and that was the other drama was that they. So they were up 36 nothing at halftime. They scored three the they took the opening kick in the third quarter back 77 yards and then Kale Kale Stanley ran in a 20-yard touchdown or whatever. And then they onside kicked kept the ball back so that because the clock was going to start running, they were like if we give them the ball, our backups just won't ever see the ball <laughs> until the fourth quarter. So they onside kicked, they pulled the on, they pulled the starters after recovering the onside kick. And then Josh Fay called a timeout, and then he sent his backups in there, and people were like, you're onside. So I saw somebody on Twitter who was mad that they were onsiding up 43, which, first of all, this is 2B football. They're all onside kicks. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm sure it was just he wanted the, the backups to get some time with the ball because once the clock starts running, you're, there's like 10 plays left in the game pretty much. Yeah. All right. Uh, meanwhile, over in Spokane, Toledo lost to Northwest Christian 41 nothing. Toledo gained 271 yards, but turned the ball over three times. This is the second year in a row the Riverhawks have lost to an Eastern Washington team in the quarterfinals. Who'd they lose to last year? Chewila. Oh, Chewila. Dear sweet Chewila. Toledo finishes the year at 9-3. and three. Did they overachieve, underachieve, or do what everybody expected? Uh, you tell me. I, I don't know. Like making the... It was 10 nothing at halftime. It kind of just got out of hand late. Making the state I quarterfinals, know. I think that's that's Toledo. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. All right, they got there. They got there. They had a the, good season. They had a good season, and they're going to bring some guys back. This is going to be the first time in Mike Christensen's entire tenure that he's going to return his starting quarterback. Wow. So I think I know they're excited for that. Yeah, this was this was Toledo. They're going to finish second in their division or third in their division. They're not Napa Vine. They're going to go surprise an Eastern Washington team in the first round and then put up a fight in the second. And yeah. This, okay. was, this was the Toledo season. And so this sets up at noon on Tumwater on Saturday, two uh-huh. days after Thanksgiving. Saturday, right? Saturday. Hallowed ground of Sid Otten Field. Napavine versus Onalaska. Napavine won their first meeting 58-14 on September 8th. Can Onalaska, you know, do a little better this time? What are the, what are the keys to the game? What do you guys think is going to happen? Give me your takes. I think Napa Vine is the huge favorite, and everybody knows this. I think the thing that is... Well, 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 not that one guy from Grace Harbor that was tweeting, and he was like, <laughs> oh, hmm, as I suspected, Napa Vine is the number one seed. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the conspiracy to get Napa Vine number one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, it, 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 I setting think that aside. The key is whether... The one thing Riverview, Riverview did really well for a quarter was they shortened the game. Navavine scored every single possession its starters were in. They just only got the ball once in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like Riverview took a good five minutes off the clock, threw a, t- threw a pick, Navavine scored, Riverview got it back with like seven minutes left, and then took those seven minutes off the clock. And that is kind of what Onalaska can do. And if you look at what happened last time they played, I mean, 
Navon won 58-14, but Ani was up. I think it was 14-8 after a quarter, and that is the sort of thing that Ani can do, uh, incredibly enough, is take time off the clock and kind of take the air out of the ball. The only way to beat Napavine is to beat them slowly, and that will be the key, whether Ani can hold the ball, suck the clock, and then it's whether they can finish. That was the thing that Maz said, and everybody knows about Napavine, is there's going to be the surge, right? Like, Napavine is going to turn a 6 to nothing game into a 36 to nothing game in the span of five minutes if you let them. And that's what happened in the third quarter the last time they played. Ani finished the Kalama game better than I've seen them ever finish a game. And if they can both do a first quarter like they did against Onalaska and do a second half like they did against Kalama, maybe, maybe okay. I'm trying to, and you can sort of talk yourself into thinking it could happen. What do you think? Um, Colin? I'll need, I need to see a little bit more out of the Ani defense at the risk of sounding super obvious, but even well, in I that mean, Kalama yeah, they game, did, they did give up 40 points. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of points. Yeah. If you could, It'll take a little more against Napavine, but like Kalama, your defense forces two turnovers, they turn into quick points, that game is over. That's not how it's going to go against Napavine, a team that is obviously a much higher caliber team than Kalama, especially on offense. But if you could, yeah, just kind of echoing your point, limit possessions, and can you just make a play or two? If it's 14 to 8, did they force any turnovers in that first game? They had, they had a safety on a punt, that, on That'll a punt work. snap that went over their head into the end zone. That was the thing. They scored... Uh, a safety and then got the ball back and then got a touchdown of it. I think, yeah, maybe it was like nine, seven or something. Um, yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and on the flip side, as I said, this was the best offensive showing I've seen out of Napavine period. Like even going back to last year, that state, like that was, they did absolutely everything they wanted. And if, if they play like that, then no, there's no chance for on Alaska. They're not gonna if they play their A plus game, then no. But if Nani can force them into those mistakes, get to the quarterback, force some hurried throws, maybe get an interception or two, that's gonna be kind of their thing. And keep the offense off the field. That's mm-hmm. really the biggest thing. Uh say you were taking a, a friend of yours that hasn't seen either team play before to this game and you were pointing out players they should watch, what would you tell them? Number four and number six in purple. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Or white, depending on what they wear. Probably white. Um at who are those yeah. guys and why are they good? Caden Mazingo and Rodrigo Rodriguez combined for nearly 600 yards on Saturday. And the it's rest of the team combined for? 20-something. Really? Ish. That many? <laughs> yeah. Ish. And then, it, yeah, for Napavine, it's the, it's the receivers um, who are also the DBs. James Gross had a pick and a couple big catches. Uh, Ashton Demaris actually had a pick to go along with it. Um, that was the, the Riverview sold out to stop. Kale Stanley and Ashton Demers just pulled every single ball and ran it. And he didn't get a mm-hmm. ton, but he opened that up. And then I think it's the defensive, honestly, it's the defensive line for Napavine because they are, they play bigger than they are. And if they can stop, if they can, and the offensive line, because it's the same people, if the, if they can give on Alaska time, or if they can give Demers time, then he's going to just dice you. So it's going to be one up front. As All usual. Right. Um, the other semifinal game will be Northwest Christian versus number two Okanagan, which beat Goldendale 38 nothing to reach the core semifinals. Semifinal. Uh, two east side teams in the semis, one of which got here without having to play a D4 team, while Onalaska just played one D4 team and now has to play a second 
Is this good or dumb? And why is it dumb? I don't love it. No, I don't think anybody loves it. This is the whole reason. Yeah, like part of the reason you have a seating committee is to look at the bracket and how it could play out and say like, well, you know, we can eliminate things like this. On one hand, human element in there. Coming from, I mean, when I was in California, they did this. It was there was a Northern California tournament and a Southern California tournament, and then Mm -hmm. basically the winners played each other. I on like in theory, having the best team in Eastern Washington play the best team in Western Washington makes sense in practice. Three of the four teams in the state live in Western Washington. And it, you'll obviously have to wait until the championship game to see how they stack up. But no, on Alaska was, should be not having to play in Appafine. And Kalama probably shouldn't have had to play on Alaska, let's be honest. Like, we yeah, I just think better. there was yeah. probably alternate options available to avoid this kind of thing. Um, but again, you have, you know, Napaline on Alaska, Toledo and Kalama all in the final eight. You're going to have. You know, unless you do it just perfectly, you're probably going to run into something like this. Definitely. But I think, what was it, two years ago, Ani played Kalama and then Napavine played Okanagan. And I think that was the year coming out of COVID. The year before COVID, it was all D4 teams, right? Ani, Kalama, Napavine, Adna? Yes. And I think that the selection committee, which does have a, I mean, seating it, committee. Seating committee, sorry. Um, now it's back to back years where they've had it set up so that that can't happen. Yeah, I don't think Okanagan played on Alaska in the semifinals last year, but didn't have to play anybody to get there. Mm-hmm. And that Okanagan team versus that on Alaska team was that was going to happen. It was going to be a blowout, and it was. Yeah, I think that they have definitely tried to set it up to have balance in the results instead of equity at the be or equity at the beginning. Yeah. Um, uh, that being said, I don't. It's not a bad bracket. It's fine. Uh, you know, you got the what one, two, three, and four. The, the one controversy. Even it's solved. Yeah, it's it solved. Yeah. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Gobel Septic, providing septic service and sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Callitz, and Grace Harbor counties. Septic pumping, inspection, and riser installation are services they offer, as well as commercial septic pumping, grease trap services. You never know when you're going to need those. They will rent you a porta potty and a sink to go with it. Visit gobelseptic.com. That's G O E B E L septic.com or give them a call 360 736 2167. When you need to go, go bell. That's right. Uh, out of the 2A bracket, Tumwater beat Clarkston 42 6 in the quarterfinals. They led 21 0 after a quarter and 42 0 at halftime, which meant the entire second half was a running clock. T-Birds came away with four interceptions in the... Jesus, just in the second quarter? Four interceptions in a five-drive five span. Stop throwing the ball, man. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? Uh, Peyton Davis ran for 174 yards and three touchdowns on just 10 carries. Tomwater will face number four North Kitsap in the semifinals in week two. Tomwater handed the Vikings their first home loss since 2019 in a 34-14 win in that game. Ethan Kastner was 10 for 10 with 146 yards and four passing touchdowns. So, and they're playing, they're playing, they're playing North Kitsap because North Kitsap won an absolute banger of a game over yeah. Linden in overtime. In overtime. Oh, Linden's out. Interesting. Yeah. North Kitsap scored first, missed their extra point, And then I want to say forced a turnover on first and goal because seven would have obviously ended it. Yeah, that was a much better game than. than so we're not getting Tumwater. the Tumwater Linden game that kind of probably everybody wanted, but the We Want Linden chants were loud and proud at the end. Of oh, the were they? Game. <laughs> they were. Ah, oh, so so sad. You <laughs> shall not get them. Well, but um, yeah, it's 
Tom Water. They were just a better team. It really, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the score speaks for itself. The stats speak for themselves. Those four, tu- those four interceptions were pretty cool. It didn't swing the game. The game you had know, been swung. The game had already <laughs> kind of been determined at that point, not like Ani Kalama. But it was just really cool to see, you know, Josh, you talked to William Garrow going in, kind of at the end of your preview, you mentioned, like, he said he hopes these guys get a chance to make plays because he knows they can. They just don't always get the chance because of the nature of a lot of the teams they play in the EFCO. And they went out there and they just made plays. They... There you go. Who's yeah. it? Mallory got one. David Mallory got one. Uh, Derek Thompson probably got one. Mm-hmm. Beckett Wall, actually, for the... I was... Linebacker, hyped, softball. Yeah, I was hyping up the uh, the secondary, but the linebacker snuffed out a running back screen, got his paw on it, and then came down with it. And I can't remember the four. I want to say cash short came down with one. I think he might've come down with the first one and all those just quicked into turn. Just like for Ani, they just immediately turned into points. And And it's cool to see Peyton Davis have a big game. Usually he's kind of one of the, I mean, we've talked, they have six guys and he's usually kind of down the rotation a little bit, but that's the thing. When you have six guys, somebody's going to go off and usually it's, you know, Cooper Clark or Jalen Nixon or, um, Logan Cole and Peyton Davis is kind of, I think he's the only senior out of that group too, or no, that's disregard that. That's completely wrong. But anyway, it's cool for him to have yeah. a good game. I, uh, I think either nine or 10 Thunderbirds got a carry, which isn't unusual, but it's the first Tumwater game I've covered. And on our like stat, Oh yeah. Sheet, I ran out of lines also. And uh, this is the hot take. Tumwater's number system is terrible. So, um, you have to because all the guys that carry it are like forty seven or thirty five. And Shout it's, out number eighty one, the linebacker Beckett Wall coming down with an interception. They're they're yeah they're even though they're technically eligible numbers, but you're, they get a carry and it's like why is their punter carrying yeah. the ball? <laughs> like they have one of their backs is fifteen. That's a good number. I think somebody's twenty eight. That's okay. And then you get into the thirty two. Yeah, the thirties and the forties is just yeah. get better numbers, man. All right, what? Uh, who are the other two semifinal teams in the two A's? Oh, jeez. Come on, I'll pull it up. <laughs> I would tell Anna you. Anna Cordis was playing somebody. Oh, I don't know if they won. <laughs> Whoever gets to it first. <laughs> Let's go brackets. A lot, it, of, a lot of dead space It here. is Enumclaw <laughs> versus Anacortis. Oh, okay. Enumclaw beat Highline, the team that beat WF West, 41-30. That's actually a pretty good game. Yeah, they got the one, two, three, four in there, too. And Anacortis beat... They got one, two, three... Oh, yeah. Oh. Anacortis blanked Ording, 42 42 nothing. nothing. So we were talking last week about all the blowouts. Were, were there eight teams? No, there were six good teams. We had two blowouts and two close games. Uh, yeah, the two Bs and the two As both have the one, two, three, four seeds still alive. I think the one A's do too. The one A's, uh, no, no, oh, no. Nia Bay one. Oh, the one one A's. I mean, oh one A's. Sorry, uh, one A's got one, number one Royal <laughs> playing number twelve Seton Catholic. What? Oh, Seton Catholic. It's first state appearance for Seton Catholic ever, and I saw that. Yeah, they uh, they beat Cashmere. They upset their first round, and then they beat Cashmere. Good for them. Like, yeah, they've taken down Kings and Cashmere. You're on notice, Royal. I mean, Kings, Cashmere, and Royal. That's just like. What a line. Yeah. The one A's are wonderful. And then, yeah, the one B's are one, two, three, five. Uh, what are the three A's looking like? Just out of curiosity. The three A's are got a one, two, Who is six. Yelman Eastside Catholic. That'll be good. In a semifinal? Yeah. Match of the state title game last year. Yeah. Uh, and then Bellevue is the six seed crashing. Um, and in the four A's. One, two, four, one. Graham, Graham Kapowski. Yeah. Lake Stevens is two. East Lake is four. And Kamai. 
Mayakin? Kamiakin? I've lived Mayakin, here for four years and I don't know. They're yeah. six. They were the one last year, I want to say. Yeah. And I only know that because Emerald Ridge upset them in the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, your Emerald Ridge did not do so hot this year. They made state. You know what? They won two games a year when I was there. So Didn't they lose on a Philly special? They, they lost to Kamiakin on a Philly special on a, in, in overtime. overtime. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ball it's out. a low bar, though. At least it was when I was there. I'm sure it's higher now. But go Jacks. This, this <laughs> podcast brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center. Uh, did you guys know you can visit their website, apply for a synchrony home credit card, and get a free $100 Visa prepaid card by mail? Oh, hell yeah. I think that's something you'd both be interested in. I could always use a free $100 Visa gift card. Christmas I, season is coming up. If anybody wants to give me a $100 prepaid paid Visa gift card, I will take it and be like, why couldn't you have just given, like Venmo me, this depreciates in value. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, if you need new home furnishings for the living room, bedroom, dining room, your entertainment room, maybe some accents, or your office, visit Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia or check them out online, elamshf.com. That's E-L-A-M-S-H-F.com. Moving on to the one bees. Masirog passes its first real test of the season and beats Almira Cooley Hartline 46-30. Not bad when you have to take on three schools at once. Uh, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, Masirog, you could make the argument there. Uh, what's the, the sunken town? Cosmos? I can't remember. That's there's the town there's a the town harbor. under the lake oh, okay. out there. I don't think it's there anymore. Well, obviously not. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Vikings trailed 30-22 going into the fourth quarter and rattled off three unanswered touchdowns to end it. Easton Kolb had 157 rushing yards, 105 passing yards, and scored six total touchdowns. Five of those were on the ground. Uh, he also came down with an interception on defense and recovered an onside kick. Not a whole lot of players playing in eight-man, so you're going to have stat lines like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Charlie Edgar recovered a fumble and had an interception. Yeah. Uh, they had not played a close game and this was ACH took the lead in the first quarter and like uh, head coach Eric Olikainen kind of gathered everybody up and I, you could hear him on the sideline. He was like, yep, they're here for a reason. And this is like, this is what state's going to be like guys. And last year they kind of got into the, one of those games cause they were coming off the bye and they took that first one and folded pretty much. They had a, just a tough time and this time they punched back and they had a huge run in the second quarter. They went ahead uh, at halftime because they did they got a pick. Uh, Easton Kolb got that interception. Two plays later, he was running in for a touchdown. Then he recovered the onside kick, and then he scored another touchdown. And I don't remember what the halftime score was, but I think they were up by a touchdown. And then ACH came back, and they went on a 16 nothing run, I think, in the third quarter. And it was just back and forth and back and forth, and it was a really good showing. And, yeah. Good for Mossy Rock. First state win in a long time. First one be well, first eight man statement state win in a very long time. First semifinal appearance. I actually know this one since two thousand and what two? Nineteen ninety nine. It's close. Yeah, it's close enough. That would have been God, who was on that team? Somebody who was born before I was. Yeah. Um Yeah. Good, good time for Nap or good time for Mossy Rock. I will say also that um, this was out in Tenino in the daylight. The photos were very nice. Shout out, um, Mossy Rock and ACH both wear black and red, so it was a team wearing 
red and black versus a team wearing white and red and black, which looked a lot better on Tonino's black and red turf than purple and gold versus black and orange. <laughs> the Onalaska photos were so purple. <laughs> were so, so purple. <laughs> I don't know if Carlo just cranked up the saturation. I mean, you know that or, he did. But... He, he might have, yeah. Um, um, anyway, Monster Rock will play Wilbur Crest and Keller at noon in Moses Lake on Saturday. Uh, WCK beat Nacelle 98-44 in their quarterfinal. Is that Andrew WCK? I don't um, know, but 98 is a lot of points. That is too many but points, it's not, oh, I was there. But also, like, oh. if you got 98, when, come, just get 100. Come on. Yeah. Cowards. I mean, if you got one more two point in there, yeah, yeah, they almost they almost covered the Ani Kalama spread by the uh, over under by themselves. I would say they should have gone for two more, but nobody's nobody's kicking field goals in eight man, are they? You got to send someone out there at that point. It's a fifty four point game. (laughs) Easton, you got a leg on that was that was the thing that was (laughs) the thing that was the thing about the Napavine win was that they got it was thirty six nothing at halftime and they scored one more touchdown to get to the running clock. And before they pulled the starters, they kicked the extra point just for the hell of it, just to yeah. prove that they could. And then they sent the, the backups in. But yeah, that's that's a whole there lot. Of, was, imagine, imagine scoring 44 and then losing by 54. Yeah. There was a um, there was a guy from Cairo at the, uh, the Ani Kalama game, and he filmed the touchdown, and then we were just chatting, and then he kind of looked up, and he was like, oh, they're going for two? And after he was done recording, I was like, yeah, there's no kickers down here. <laughs> like he was back. Nobody's at, kicking anything. He was back out there for the Mossy Rock ACH game and was like, I can be here for 20 minutes and then I have to go to a three A game. And I was like, Don't <laughs> worry, you're gonna see three touchdowns in them. <laughs> and then it was six nothing at the end of the at Saturday. the end of the first quarter. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, man, I let you down. Uh elsewhere in the one B's Nia Bay beat Liberty Christian 52-20, and number one Liberty Bell beat Welpin at 76-14. Um Wait, what? Are, what? What round of the tournament are we in? What's going on here? That was oh, there. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I was misunderstanding so, how brackets work. Nia Bay plays Liberty Bell. In yeah. The okay. Yep. Uh, number one, Liberty Bell. All right. Cool. Uh, you guys got any any takes on those? Liberty Bell is apparently doing the Winlock thing where they asked to reclassify just for football, and they're also really good. Which, yeah. All right. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Americool Heating and Cooling. Give their 24-7 emergency service line a call at 360-948-2355. If you are either too hot or too cold and it's after hours. We needed them in Tonino because it was too damn cold at Tonino on Saturday night. They could have helped you out because your comfort is their business. After full service HVAC installation, services, and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything they do. Just like us. Visit them at west.americoolonline.com to learn more and request services. Um, we don't have anything else really except uh, some college in Seattle. Haven't heard of them. Is apparently eleven and zero, and Josh is fired up about it. I missed the entire game, but it apparently it went well. Um, it, it was okay. I, I I'm I'm naturally a pessimist, but I was sitting there. I was telling Josh this before we started, and when Oregon State got within two, and I think UW punted the ball back, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my dad, and I'm like, you know. If they beat Oregon again, they really don't have to win this game. I was kind of already like trying to gaslight myself into thinking that it didn't matter. <laughs> um, obviously, it, that none of that ended up mattering. Mm. Anyway, Josh <laughs> murdered you on the spot. Uh, if UW wins, uh, oh, there, who who plays in the championships this year? Are in Seattle? 
Yeah. At UW? That's, That's cool. that, that was the point. I was, I yeah. was, it was just a segue to get into the winners Saturday in the semifinals play at Husky Stadium, which is a little bit better than Harry Lang. I know you're sad that you don't get to go to Lakewood again. I, I, buddy, hi. I, or Spark Stadium. I never went to Spark Shout Stadium. Spark Stadium. <laughs> where is Spark Stadium? What's that? What's their deal? Uh, that's where it's the three is. Yeah, it's, uh, there, that's, it was like 20 minutes away. I did the 3A game there last year. Oh, uh, oh okay. Yeah, instead of instead of being at P- in Puyallup and Lakewood and Tahoma, they're going to be at Husky Stadium this year, and it's going to be a whole lot more fun to talk to players who win this week and be like, yeah, you're actually going to play somewhere cool. How does that feel? And like the big city. Yeah, do you guys ever play the old um, NCAA football games? Yeah, when they and you would do a career mode. The high yeah. school championship was always in that colleges. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's cool, and I'm excited. I'm excited to cover it because it's a cool area, uh, like a cool setting, the greatest setting, some say. If Napavine, um, either one, which team Napavine or on Alaska is more likely to engage in sailgating prior oh to the? The finals. I got to get Maz on a boat. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maz, and Wayne, Maz and Wayne together, just like on a on a little boat in Lake Washington. Just getting getting towed on tubes behind like the the, the, yeah. the, the crew team yeah. in the stadium. Um, um, that was the thing uh, Maz was saying. Like their their motto is keep digging and they got their shovel. But you think you could change that to like keep rowing? Yeah. Get right. the, just for get, the week. Yeah. yeah you, just could have, get, you could have some like crew teams like drag Faye and Wilson in and Faye the whole time. It's just like <sighs> not that impressive. Is it, is it PJ we got Flag a stadium row the too. boat? Row, row the boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, this is random, but for some reason, we were talking about him before the show. Josh, I want your live reaction. Joe Flacco has signed with the Browns. Oh, wow. He's <laughs> now the second best starting quarterback in the state of Ohio. <laughs> there was a lot of quality defenses looking for Joe Flacco to come uh, <laughs> lead a team. <laughs> and now his division is very happy. Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. <laughs> um, true. But yeah, and we'll talk about it more next week. But I really, it was less talking about UW. I just wanted to make you say that on air, but um, the. Mm-hmm be able to go to yeah having something on the line. I feel like I just feel like there's going to be a little bit more in the semifinals this week having something along the lines of, you know, we're going to the Tacoma Dome. Like that's been missing out of the state football environment. And yeah, and you can bring back those sick uh yeah, these be cooler headlines when somebody make the news like, "Oh, dome ward bound" and shit yeah. like that or like, to, you know, what's all be in the dome, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they're going to split it over, so I think I want to say that the 1Bs are going to be on Friday. and the Isn't two- it usually 1Bs, 3As, and then everybody else? I think it's 1B, 1A, and 3A, 3A. are Friday. Friday, yeah. And then 2B, 2A, and 4A are on Saturday. Yeah, okay. so the evens and the odds or whatever. But yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. I really hope, and we've talked about this a little bit before, I really hope that, the, like, I know the Seahawks are sponsoring it, mm-hmm. um, which is also cool. And You think they'll be there? I bet they'll have at least cool some reps from representatives, but and I hope they go all in on it. Like I hope they actually open up the stadium and have like the scoreboard running and the sound system running. Do you think after tonight they're going to send Jason Myers? Maybe make him represent the team there. So <laughs> well, he can uh, go. He can descri- He can uh, explain the concept of an extra point to the eight man teams. He gets one kick for each one B team. That's there. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll just we'll just run it. Thanks. It's like a challenge flag, but it's just like a flag, and you throw it, and you get Jason Myers to kick your next field goal. <laughs> uh, follow Cronline Sports on Twitter at Cronline Sports and at the Chronicle Sports on Instagram. It's sad Cody, that Cody isn't here because he was gonna get to throw Dylan through a table. Because yeah, they cracked a hundred nope. or cracked it that. What are they at? Like one thousand sixty now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Cody doing great work. He He's, missed his window. Dylan, would you like to jump through this table? 
I want to do it when Cody's here. Uh, it's going to be too late when he gets back. Maybe we'll have to uh, do it when he hits, when we hit like 5,000 now. Sorry, Cody, you missed your chance. I hope uh, see all the sports photos at photos.cronline.com. This was just something everybody asks. We usually get asked once or twice, like a game, like if we, people can buy the photos or see the photos. Um, yeah, we have a website. Go to it. It's cool. Check it out. All right. It's got 5,000 photos on it now, and it's running slow already. There's a lot. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Yeah.